Welcome to Courage and Spice. This is the podcast for humans with self-doubt. I'll share evidence-based resources and teach you proven coaching tools to help you transcend your self-doubt. I'm Sass Petherick, a master coach and founder of the Self-Belief Coaching Academy. I'm so glad you're here. Let's do this. Hello lovely humans, I hope you're having a great day. This episode is especially, it's probably given away by the title, but it's especially for those of you who create online learning experiences for your people. So you might be a coach or a teacher or some sort of program instructor and you're looking to create a course or a learning experience online that people love, complete send you raving reviews and testimonials about and just you love the process of of delivering. That's what we all want, right? But this is not typical. And I wanted to take you through some of the main reasons why online learning doesn't tend to deliver. I think there's five key reasons here. And I also want to give you 10 reflections that you can take away to consider for how to create a really brilliant course that your people love and say have an immediate yes to and then complete and love. So there is a free downloadable. You don't have to do any signups. You can just grab that out of the show notes. Please feel free to share it, use it, make your courses brilliant. (laughs) And I'm hoping that this will really support you as you bring your group program dreams to life. So just to give you a bit of context, um, one of the main parts of my master's program was understanding the research behind how adults learn, because it's very different to how kids learn. We all have opinions and ideas and experiences we want to share. So setting up successful learning experiences for adults actually has some really well-established research studies behind it. And I think this it just has a lot to teach us. So the truth is, though, that completion rates for adult online learning experiences are really, really shocking. Less than 15% of us finish any kind of online experience. So that means 85% of us don't complete the online courses, programs, that we sign up for. Massive loss of income, impetus, excitement. The lost opportunity is huge here. And this applies to things like massive open online courses or MOOCs that are run by big universities, Harvard, MIT, Oxford, all run these big free open courses. And also applies to e-courses, group coaching programs facilitated by the likes of you and I. So if you are uh, running a course or you're and you're wanting to put an injection of impetus into it, if you are creating your first course and you really want to do a great job, or if you are sort of nervous, maybe you've held back from doing this in the past, this episode is really going to support you. So let's look at the top five reasons why we have these low, low completion rates, why these online experiences just don't deliver. And I've got some notes on the underlying causes. Number one, the program includes too much information. So students just feel overwhelmed with the sheer amount of info that's included in the program. 
And I think this understandably happens when we as the teachers confuse volume with value. Right, so if you're including tons of bonus materials and lots and lots of info, all you're doing is overwhelming your students. Number two, too much flexibility. So this is where the material is available anytime and for always, right? And usually this is because we as teachers feel a bit uncomfortable about imposing any boundaries on students having access to the content. But of course, there's no impetus for people to show up. Everything's available anytime and for always. Why would I come today when I don't feel like it? Number three, there's too little human contact. And and we went through a bit of a phase in the coaching industry of this a few years ago, where everyone was all about passive income, right? Create a course, make it self-paced, rake in the pounds, the bucks, and just let your students learn at their own pace. Everyone wins, right? Well, the myth of that is that anyone can do self-paced learning, Right. This actually has been proven time and again that if there's too little human contact, students don't have any opportunities to ask questions, to share wins or seek support. So they feel completely alone as soon as they have a setback or they feel like they're not sure what to do next or there's just no one on the other end of the line. It starts to feel a bit dry and stale and so they opt out. Number four, there's no overall course design. So I think this happens when we don't really value or think it's important that our students have a coherent learning experience. So this happens like when you say you get access to everything straight away. And this, you know, kind of backs up number one, right? Too much information. But it means that the program isn't following a kind of logical learning journey. So for students, they can just feel very overwhelmed very quickly. They don't really get to master any of the skills or information or ways of being that you're teaching them. They just are kind of moving through everything in a random fashion. So we all need our hands held a little bit when we're learning. Okay, and number five no real world support. So this is when we aren't really prepared to be in the trenches with the students as they test this content out in the real world. So it means that if there's no actual real world live support, our students don't feel equipped to apply their learning or feel supported to overcome these very inevitable and understandable setbacks and challenges. And I think for teachers, there is the sense of, oh, I don't even really know if this will work. I just want it to work. And so when the students kind of come up against blocks or setbacks or challenges, we kind of back right off because we're not sure how to help. So very, very understandable issues. Now, I just want to say, look, online learning for adults, any kind of learning experience for adults is almost always voluntary, right? So the responsibility to show up is absolutely on students, on our clients, on our people. But as the teachers, coaches, space holders, facilitators, 
we have to own and take responsibility for creating the conditions that allow our people to feel safe enough to show up. So I wanted to talk about what this can look like, right? So there's nothing quite like the buzz of teaching a program that you've created. The magic that happens as the group go on this learning adventure together and you get paid for this, right? Plus the creative, the emotional, the intellectual rewards for you. It's so fun. I think group programs can provide support and a sense of belonging and connection like nothing else. And it all starts with where you are right now. You've thought of an idea for a course to support your people and you're super excited about it. And I just want to say, if you have some self-doubt that's sneaking in, especially if this is the first time you've done it, that's totally understandable. Nothing has gone wrong. What I want to do in this episode is really support you to get crystal clear on your intentions for your people. And the answers that you have for these 10 questions, I think are going to support you to create a course that you're going to love to teach. So. The first question, super obvious perhaps, who is this program for? It won't be for everyone. So paint a picture of the person who'll get the most value from this offer. And a really helpful way to reflect on this is to consider what are your people thinking, feeling, saying and doing in their lives before they work with you. Go as detailed and specific as you can. Make assumptions. It's okay. We've got your assumptions covered. But really start to paint a picture. Who is this program for? Second question, second reflection question, what happens after they work with you? So the other way to ask this is what is the value of this course to your person? So a way to think about this is the tangible outcomes. So what they will have or do as a result of your course and the intangibles. How will they feel? Who will they be? Right. And if you want to take this to an advanced kind of level, what outcomes can you guarantee? What do you just know? This is definitely going to happen for you. Okay, number three what is the learning journey for your people? So I want you to imagine yourself as the client who will get the most from this offer. What does she need to know and when? When is she likely to get stuck? How can you support her? You want to get to the place where you've created a step-by-step path to help you to organize your program, right? Think about what steps are dependent on previous knowledge or actions. Okay, number four, go really micro and consider what is the simplest, easiest way for your people to learn. Remember, we don't want to overwhelm people with too much information and we don't want to make it overly complex. So take your thoughts about this learning journey and break it into small lessons. When um, we talk about really successful online programs, 
micro learning is a kind of buzzword and that means lessons that are on average about 10 minutes long. It's a great you know, you don't have to stick to this really, really rigidly, but it's a great little idea as a barometer. Have I gone too overwhelmed and too much into overwhelm? Right? How can I make this simple? The way I like to think about a program is in layers. So lessons, these 10-minute mini lessons or micro lessons are the smallest. And these, a group of these is a module, right? And then there may be maybe half a dozen or four or five modules in our program. So how can you make each of these micro lessons simple and doable? You may even want to follow the same kind of structure for each lesson. So, you know, explain what it is, give an example, demonstrate it or something like that. Number five, we're halfway through. How can your people engage with you, each other and your program? So what I mean by this is, what's the best way to deliver this information? Because there's loads and loads of options and you won't need to do all of them. Right? Just think about it. You could do a Facebook group, a discussion forum on something like Mighty Networks or another learning platform. You could do live Zoom calls or breakout groups, pre-recorded lessons, worksheets and workbooks. There's lots of options, but what would best support your client and what feels good to you? How can your people engage with you, with each other and the program? And number six is really, really important, right? Where we're getting to now is the crux of things. How will your people apply their learning? So remember, your clients are enrolling in this amazing program you've created because they want to use it to make some sort of change in their lives, right? They're either learning a new skill or understanding new information, but they are doing something with this program that's going to positively impact their lives. So how can you build in ways for your people to apply what they're learning? run competitions or treasure hunts or experiments like can you bring an element of low risk play into the program I think this might be the most important question you can ask and the reason for that is I cannot tell you how many programs will dramatically kind of reduce their completion rates and success criteria won't be met when students feel kind of abandoned at the end of the program. It's like there is no time to test out or apply what they're learning. So they end up with a nice theory, right, but no support to actually apply it. The more you opportunities you can give your people to apply this, while they have your support, the more positive the program outcomes are going to be. I think this is the real game changer. Okay, number seven, can you now go macro? So what does the overall program look like? How many lessons do you have? How many modules? How long is the program? How many people can you serve at one time? Right, get a sense of what is this shaping up to be now. 
And number eight, what is the price? Lots of us get a bit caught up in this because you could charge anything. But what I would offer to you as a self-belief coach is to think about the price that feels really easy for you to share with any potential customer. Think about the total amount that the collective income would be. Like, What would you be stoked to deliver this for? And number nine, what do you not know, right? So at any stage in your course creation, you can go back to your potential customers and ask what they want and need from you. Just send out a short survey, test your assumptions, ask specific questions. Their feedback may surprise you. Allow yourself to consider that there may be some changes you want to make to create a better program. Number 10, and this is the question I know you're you're kind of asking, but how can I test that someone wants this course? How can I create an, an audience of really aligned potential punters? And how can I get rid of that, oh, can I do this kind of self-doubty stuff? So here's what I recommend you do. Take one element of your course, one lesson, and create a class around it. It should feel delightful to you. Just launch it in the shortest possible lead time, maybe two weeks, maybe three days, right? Whatever feels good to you. And the people who sign up for this are now possible clients for your big course, right? You're testing the waters of teaching this. You're letting yourself have some fun with it. So what are you really excited to share? Please let me know. Come visit me on Instagram. I'm at sasspetherick. Come tell me all about your new course. I would absolutely love to support you. The world needs your expertise, your brilliance, your thoughtful, intentional programs. I hope this has been super helpful. You might have listened through this whole episode without really pausing to write anything down. I highly recommend you do that. Just go back to the start and as you take each question, pause it and write down your answers. I promise you this is going to help you create a brilliant course. Thanks so much for listening, everyone, and best of luck. Hey, you might have been listening to Courage and Spice for quite a while now, and I want to invite you to take this to the next level. I want to show you how to apply this work to your life. Come and check out Self Belief School. This is the coaching experience for humans with self-doubt. It's a fresh and fun evidence-based roadmap for healing the root causes of your self-doubt and cultivating robust self-belief. No good vibes needed. Pop on over to selfbelief.school for all the details. I can't wait to see you there.